the Recovery Revolution will be podcast on the Since Right Now Addiction Recovery Network. This is the Unruffle Podcast, Episode 10. This is a podcast about recovery through creativity. We live an intentional life. We thrive. I am Sandra Primo. And I'm Tammy Salas. And we are The Unruffled. Hey, Sandra. Good morning, Tammy. How are you? I'm not quite myself. Uh, yeah. I'm feeling, we just finished May and I'm feeling a little beat up a little bit. Yeah. And I, I'd explained it. I felt like I was sinking. I'm feeling that way. Like I'm kind of sinking and trying to get out of that uh-huh. feeling in every aspect of my life right now. So, so today for us catching up, we're going to chit and chat and talk about catching up and I think I'll share more of that but yeah I'm feeling just kind of treading water treading water yeah my legs are yeah my legs are real tired yeah I feel that I feel that way too and I uh yeah I feel like somebody just you know shoved me out of bed and I'm still stunned like you know (laughs) still wiping the sleep out of my eyes, even though I've been up for hours. And I really felt that way yesterday. I almost had an anxiety attack right when I had to leave to go pick up my daughter from school. I started scrambling around with my million piles of sticky notes and to-do lists and planners and thought, I'm forgetting something really important. Oh my God. And it was like a panic. It was a real panic. And then I also had a dream uh, that is a recurring dream for me. Um, see when like sea creatures, it's significant. Um, it means like inner work or something And it. And I've looked it up and, uh, but I had a sea creature dream again this week. And it also, I think it, that it has something to do with feeling, um, buried. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think because we knew we were going into May, we joked about the million days of May. I knew it was happening. I knew, uh, yeah, I knew nine hundred things were going to be happening this month, and so I really felt prepared. Mm-hmm. I felt like I attacked everything. I was aware of it, but right? We, but by the thirty first, I was just on the last, like as much as I could handle. And so, yeah, I felt that way yesterday too. Yeah. Oof. Mm-hmm. Made it. <laughs> I'm high-fiving you right now. I'm doing it in the air. I look really silly. Yeah. Yeah, we made it. <laughs> okay, well, so, we'll try not to be Debbie Downers on this show right. today. But we're going to be this, – it's getting real. It's not all – But know, we could meander a bit, yeah. and that's what we're – we'll ask for forgiveness in the, in the front end. Yeah, I think uh, – that's real. This is how it is, though, right? Mm-hmm. This is how sobriety is for me. It's up and down, and I do try to regulate it as much as I can with all the tools and everything that we talk about and using art you know, to help with that. But mm, just talking about it right now is one of those tools for me. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've mentioned this before, but sometimes when you're just in survival mode, you just got to get from one thing to the next, which, you know, this week has been graduations, teacher presence, end of year parties. I've had mildly sick kids Mm -hmm. in the mix of the whole thing. A husband that is um, completely stressed out at work this week. So it's just been (laughs) just yeah. You know, moving from one thing to the next. Yeah. When I'm checking off those boxes on my list at the end of the day, I'm like, okay, I can't believe I got all that done. I'm glad, but what's tomorrow hold, you know, and just really trying to tackle it and being prepared for it and getting through it. So yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. Um, before we dig into the show, we were going to, um, uh, talk a little bit about uh, just for what I wanted to talk about was just uh, people could subscribe to the show and right. subscribe and, and hear the show and, and subscribe in iTunes or SoundCloud or wherever you get your podcasts and rate us in iTunes. If you have a moment, that would be really nice and helpful. And if you want to join our secret Facebook group for the pod, you probably have to friend us up on Facebook. Is that right, Sandra? Like, you have to friend yeah, us first. I I can, can't figure out another way to do it. So if you, you know, need, don't need an extra friend, I, you won't hurt <laughs> my feelings. If you unfriend me after we've added you to the group or I've added you to the group. But, <clears throat> yes, you. I think, I think we have to be friends. I can't figure out another way to do it. Yeah, and because it's secret, because it's, pub- it's not a public page. Right. And we feel like that's good for our listeners since we are talking about issues that some people are probably, you know, aren't fully out with or may not, um, you know, be out with their sobriety. I think the gist of the page or what I'm seeing and what I'm totally loving is that we're talking about creativity mostly, you know, we're sober, yeah. but we want to talk it, kind of keep it like we're going to focus on who's, what are you working on? How do you burst through fear when you're working on a project or really sharing kind of those themes about creativity and the creative process. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of that. And, um, but I think everybody feels, um, some safety and opening up Mm -hmm. because it's secret group. So that's why it's secret. Yeah. We want to honor that. Uh, Do you have any (laughs) fun stuff to promote? I know this is going to air. This is going to air after this is going to air June 12th. Okay. Well, um, I posted on IG that I have uh, a meetup coming up, and I've mentioned it before with my friend Jen. We're having a succulent planting party. If you if you are in Austin or in the Austin area and you want to come, it's going to be on June eleventh uh, from oh. ten to noon. And if you email me Sandra at theunruffle.com I can give you more information like the location and all that but it's going to be really fun we're finally getting we thought about changing the dates because we weren't getting a lot of RSVPs I think a lot of people are vacationing already but Mm -hmm. a few have started to trickle in so we're just gonna we're just going with it going with it well I think this is going to air the day after that so maybe people can be on the lookout but maybe people can be hi hi hey Sandra hi I'm talking to you. You just said that. I know. That's See, okay. What I 
this next hour is going to be a struggle. Just, just oh, like that. Please just okay. stay tuned. Who knows what's going to happen on this so, show? <laughs> but here is the deal. There will be more. As a matter of yeah. fact, I thought of my next one already. Now, it may not be until the fall because of that, because of vacations and whatnot. But there is another one on the horizon. So stay tuned. Cool. And again, this one, if for whatever reason, everybody backs out and it's just me and Jen, we may postpone it to another date. So there. Perfect. Well, you're doing these um, every so often. So yeah, if people are interested. They right, can, they can right. look for your I'd meetups. Like consistently do them like once a month, but again, summer's kind of wacky. I know our summers are wacky, so I'm assuming everybody else's summer <laughs> as well. Um, you How know, do they find out about it? How do they, mm -hmm. um, besides contacting you, I mean. See, that's tricky. Okay, well, I put them up on meetup.com, okay. and if you've never explored meetup.com, it's a pretty cool way to find, uh, you know, people that think like you or people that you want to hang out with. Um now, my particular group is called Austin. I always stumble on it because it's just a, a generic yeah. sort of name, only because that's how people search you. Um, they just type in, you know, what their interests are and the, the different meetups come up. Hang on. Austin Recovery Through Creativity okay. is what it's called. Um, so you can either join my meetup or when I'm having a meetup, um, I'll also, you know, post about it on Instagram. And my Instagram handle is Sandra underscore unruffled. Perfect. On IG. Yep. And then I guess the other thing is, um, if you like handmade clothing or handmade things and you want to support me and my goings on, um, I have lots of pretty things for sale in my marketplace at, on my site, uh, the unruffled.com. It looks so beautiful on your marketplace, by the way. And the dresses, okay. the dresses you're making right now are so stunning. Thank you. Thank you. Since summer has now officially started, today's day one, um, yeah, I'm going to be in my studio as much as I can this summer, and I'll keep posting stuff. I'll keep putting stuff up. So, Good. yeah, keep checking that. Good. And also, um, we're about ready to, in a few weeks after this airs, um, on the solstice, we're going to be sharing um, our Recovery Gals art exchange pieces. Oh, yeah, that's coming up. Yeah, mm. with the people in our group. And so we're... Um, We'll launch another um, theme, right? It'll be autumn. Will it be autumn that we're promoting? Yes. Yeah, so we'll a have full done it year. for a year. I know. I know. Isn't that exciting? So we'll let's talk about that um, in the next show. And we can yeah. uh, we can talk about how we're going to get the word out, how people can. There's another secret Facebook page for that. All the secret society stuff. Uh, and we can, we'll release the theme and let you know, we pair people up with partners, um, give you a theme, like the theme for summer is abundance and you make on that theme and you interpret it any way you want, use any medium you want. Um, and it's been pretty cool. So I, I finished mine. I haven't received mine cause I had to order something, but, um, I'm getting ready to wrap that up and mail those out probably in the next couple of weeks. So, yeah, we'll share those. Right. So you want to do this mixed bag kind of show today? Yeah. 
Yeah, we're just kind of going to catch up on a four topics, right? And, and what are those four topics, Sandra? Those four topics are sobriety, health, cre- oh, sorry, creativity, and family. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. So, okay. Do you want to start or you want me to start? How do you want to do it? I, sure. I'll start. <laughs> I will start. Your choice. You need okay. to pick. I, I will start. Let's start with sobriety. Okay. Um, you know, I feel so strong in my sobriety right now, mm. but I am not working a uh, what I would have, what I would consider, if I was putting on my judgy pants, a strict program right now. I'm mm. just, I'm not. I don't. It's kind of, it kind of started when my health kind of declined, and um, and then I just got inundated with life, <laughs> and I am not really working a super strict program. But you know, what's funny is that. Uh, you know, two and a half years ago, I was dreaming of being to a point where I didn't have to constantly think about, you know, being sober. Yeah. And I'm here. I have arrived. You have. And, you know, so uh, while that part, like, that feels really good. Like, for instance, um, Yesterday, the very last day of school, I did not once think about, oh my God, I can't believe I'm not driving to the store right now to, you know, get, you know, boxes and vats of wine to kick off my summer. I, I didn't, even th- I, I didn't even think about it until late last night when I was writing, taking notes, writing this out for today. And so, you know, I was dreaming of this point, being at this point, and and I'm here, but, um, you know, there's also a part of me that thinks, well, should I be, you know, should I be on guard? Like, is there danger Mm, lurking around the corner? Uh, You know, it's, it's sort of a battle of the shoulds and the, the way I actually feel. Right. Yeah. Like, are you, are you that whole phrase? Are you resting on your laurels? Right. Like we, right. Have to, we have to beware a little bit. Not all, not all, not all scary, scary, but just there is a, yeah. What's up? <laughs> right. Right. And, you know, so I feel like, well, is that the part of me that wants to be validated and praised, you know, like let everybody know, look, see, I'm working a good program too. You know, I, Mm. so I don't know. I am missing my meetings though. And, um, now that life is gonna not be normal, summers aren't, you know, doesn't have the same routine at all. I'm going to try to jump back in, but, um, yeah, yeah, I don't know. That's that's where I am. It's a it's a weird feeling because I'm I feel very content right now. Yeah, I feel very content. When you when you say like for our listeners that when you say work your program, how do you? I I know how I, mean I kind of define it, but how do you I define mean a it? Program of AA where I'm you know, checking in with my sponsor where I have sponsees, where I feel like I'm really 
working the steps. I'm attending lots of meetings. I'm not doing any of that right now. Okay. I'm really not. Um, but again, I don't feel like I'm floating out untethered either, you know? Yeah. I don't. I feel very, very solid. I miss some of the fellowship, though. I do. And so uh, for that reason, um, you know, I'll probably, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to jumping back in for that reason, for sure. Um, you know, it's sort of like... It's sort of like when you feel so like like if you are employed in a nine to five job and you feel so good one day that you just don't feel like going to work because you just, you know, you want to like call in well and go to the museum or something. But then you think, well, maybe this good feeling will rub off on everybody else and I should just go to work. (laughs) (laughs) Uh-huh. You know, it's like that. Like, I'm trying to look at it that way. <laughs> I like, lo- that's very, um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I try to frame, I try to frame things like that too, Sandra, to help me. <laughs> but you have to take a look at, yeah, you have to take a look at what, you have to be cautious a little bit with our sobriety, not to be afraid of the world or think that you're going to fall off the edge or you're, but you, you know, you're approaching a milestone and maybe that thinking about all of this right now as a way to, um, just realign that. Right. I mean, when we're, when we're working it in the beginning, I look back affectionately now, uh, I didn't at the time, but how hard I was working it. So, Oh um, yeah. So the difference, yeah, the difference you're just seeing, like, I don't have to work that hard, but there is some kind of beauty in that because you're in it. You're like, in the sw- it's swirling all around you when you're working it like that, like what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you know, what sticks in my head all the time is, you know, I he- heard very early on, um, in a meeting that, you know, it's a program for living and that really, you know, not that you should abandon your program when you're living, but at the same time, it's like, but I'm, I am, I, yeah. I've learned how to live in this world for today. And, uh, it feels really good. I can't deny that, you know, and I certainly, uh, I don't like feeling guilt because guilt just swarms of fear Mm -hmm. for me. And, you know, and I don't want to walk through this life being afraid all the time anymore by a hundred, you know, motivated by a hundred forms of fear or a thousand forms of fear, (laughs) whatever that quote is. (laughs) from the big blue book. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, um, well, it's good to think about, right? This is what we're checking in about. This is, this is why we wanted to kind of catch up with each other and and see how, how we're feeling about it. Yeah. So how about you? Um, mine's kind of two prong. I I was going to chat about my actual sobriety. Uh, and then I wanted to talk a tiny bit about emotional sobriety. And so for my, for my actual kind of like not drinking, staying sober, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm only going to about two meetings a week, not about, I am going to two meetings a week. And that doesn't feel like enough for me, especially with how I've been feeling. I know that the answer is to go to more meetings and that that will be relieved. I will have, I will have to find some relief there. 
So that's something I can up my game. And now that it's summer, I can. I, I can go to my 7 a.m. meetings. I don't have to worry about taking my son to school and which, which one of us, me or my husband, are doing that. I can go to – my guys are not morning people, so and I am. So doing that, I think, will up my um, meeting game. But I just looked at my counter today. I'm 850 days without booze, which um, tomorrow will be 28 months. So it's a significant amount of time. And I think I'm kind of feeling like you're feeling. Um, Mm -hmm. I kind of can't gauge it after this month, though, because I think I was so uh, (laughs) having to be so hyper aware this month of Mm self-care and trying to keep my emotional sobriety that I did. I went to meetings. I've met with my sponsees a couple of times. I've met with my sponsor once. I finished step 11 and I'm trying to incorporate that every day, which is prayer and meditation. Uh, so, so I'm, I'm doing some stuff, but it doesn't feel like, uh, the emergency that it used to feel. It doesn't feel as dedicated. It doesn't feel as huge in my life because like what you're Mm -hmm. saying, we're living. Mm -hmm. It feels like this nice thing that I'm doing. I'm not struggling. I guess that's the thing. I'm not struggling. And Mm -mm. that was the goal too. That was the goal, right? I'm not Mm -hmm. struggling. So I feel, feel really good about Mm -hmm. my physical sobriety. I was at book club last night. And every woman brings a bottle of wine and they drink them usually. I don't know anymore because I leave. I give myself a curfew at 845. So it was a beautiful book club discussion. It was a beautiful night. Um, it was at my neighbor's house. So I could just walk to it. And um, all the ladies were just charming and funny and sweet. And I miss them. Mm-hmm. I've been kind of, I've missed the last few book clubs and, and, Sometimes I, I have to protect myself so I don't, I can't be around all the drinking. And last night it was lovely. I just had the best time. I tried to do a French exit because usually when I leave, then sometimes I can bust up the book club and I don't want to do that. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> so I didn't, do, I didn't do a French exit, but I went and I went to the bathroom, grabbed my purse. And then when I came to the back to the table, I just kissed the hostess on the cheek and kind of waved to everybody and they stayed. And I walked home and I was like, that was perfect. Mm-hmm. I got to visit with all those wonderful women, talk about books, catch up on life, have a beautiful meal. And then I walked home and before how I used to walk home from book club is I would, I don't remember how I used to walk home sometimes, or mm-hmm. I would drive and I'm not proud of that, but I would drive home from book club and book club was a code for like to get really drunk. Mm-hmm. You know? Oh yeah. Actually, that's no code. That's just, that's just what. That's just what it was. (laughs) Just book club was drunk club for me. You know, that was, that was it. So I kind of like going to book club. I I vacillated over the years. Like if I was going to quit and drop out of book club and I really have pushed through to try to stay because I think it's my teacher and those, Mm -hmm. those women are my teachers too. And they're all smart, funny, great ladies. And they like to have wine, but they don't have my affliction. You know, they don't have my deal with it. Right. And, and if they do, or if anybody does, that's not my deal. It's not my, I'm not there to judge everybody, which is what I was doing in the beginning when I stopped drinking. So Mm, I felt some growth, I felt some growth in there last night, uh, which I guess would tie into my emotional sobriety Mm -hmm. that I'm feeling, um, stronger and sturdier. Um, my mom is here, which, you know, moms can be a little trigger. Um, parents can be, um, and I'm just trying really hard to stay 
I thought I'm going to be as nice to my mom as I am to people in meetings because I'm really nice to people I don't know very well in meetings. How Mm -hmm. can I can't, how come I can't extend that to my mom? Right. I mean, I know there's a lot of history, but I'm really trying to, to, um, incorporate some of the things I've learned in the steps. I don't want to have to make amends to my mother (laughs) over (laughs) and over and over again. (laughs) So doing that daily inventory, which is step 10, right? I need to take a look at my part. I need to see if I have anything to apologize for. I need to do that, which I actually did yesterday over something immediately. And it wasn't anything big either, but I knew it was bugging my mom. You know, I mentioned to her, um, she'd said something about someone and I said, well, that's really none of your business. Right. Uh And I saw her kind of wince and take it personally and kind of, I could tell she got her feelings hurt. And so later on when we were talking, I said, Hey, I didn't mean to hurt your feelings. I just meant, and I explained kind of the, your side of the street business that I'm learning in recovery. And she like heard me and she's like, Oh honey, you didn't hurt my feelings, but I know that I kind of did. I could tell, Mm -hmm. I could tell. So Mm -hmm. being able to just kind of quickly do that and not have things fester Mm -hmm. has been really, really helpful. Um, Having those tools from the steps to know what I need to do Mm -hmm. and to make amends quickly and kind of look at your day. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and I do, you know, as far as the steps go, I mean, I say I'm not actively working the steps, but that's not really necessarily true. I, I always work 11 and 12 every day. Mm -hmm. I don't just make a mental note to myself here. I am working step 11 and now I'm going to commence step 12. You know, it just, it's just a natural part of my life. It is integrated. And again, I think that that's just, that's the goal, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's just to integrate it seamlessly into your life. I have been dragging my feet a little bit with the steps. I initially had wanted to like knock them out in 12 months, 12 steps, 12 months started in January. That's me. That's my personality. And I love that over the course of that year, I, I realized uh, that's not how I want to work the steps. And that's actually, it wasn't possible for me to work them that way. Step nine took me so long. It took me, well, not so long, took me five months and I needed all that time to learn a bunch of other things. And so I'm still not done. I'm a year, a year and a half into it. And I'm a little afraid to finish the steps. And, the, and I realized I was afraid to finish the steps because when I'm done, I am going to go back and do a fourth step sex inventory. Mm. So not super pumped about that. I got to be honest. So I feel like because I know that's dangling out there that I'm not, I haven't been in a hurry to finish. Well, can you think about it? Like there's not ever a finish. Right. right. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Well, because I, there I, really isn't a finish. There is not a finish line. Like we cross over and you're like, yeah, you're done. Yeah, you're sure. It's circular, right? It's not linear. Like yes. You just no. keep, keep going. You're working them all the time. But, but so I just actually just shared that truth with my sponsor and she was like, Tammy, we do not look at it. Like it's a scary thing. I know step four for a lot of people is, you know, your, your inventory, your resentments, your, um, going back in time and trying to find out what your part in all of it was. I know it will bring me relief. I know I will have a revelation about things. Um, I know it will help my marriage. I know it'll help my emotional sobriety. So why do I resist the things that I know are going to be good for me? Because that's just what we do. (laughs) Thank you, Sandra. (laughs) I 
knew I was asking the right person. Okay, so that's my sobriety. I mean, there's a ton more, but that's kind of where I'm at. I'm, I know that the sex inventory is going to be this whole other thing, but my sponsor was like, we're not going to just jump right into that. Don't, please don't delay what you're doing because you're afraid of that. Right. I will help you. And I totally trust her. She's mm-hmm. got 28 years of sobriety. She is my rock. So I need to trust that. Yeah. So that's where all that is. That's where we are. <laughs> that's exactly where we are. Yeah. I think it's, they're good places to be though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I don't I don't feel like drinking. I know it's summer, like you said, um, and last day of school, you start planning, like, for me, oh, yeah. I, in summer, I created a little, uh, I'm going to call it a holiday. It's really not a holiday, but I created my own little um, Rosé Wednesday thing um, mm-hmm. for summer, and I'd have all my girlfriends over on Wednesday, basically to drink a ton of Rosé. Mm-hmm. And I was friends with a, not friends, acquaintances with a winemaker named Mick Unti, who I love, I loved his wines. And I would rendezvous and meet with him. And he would sell me at cost because I since I used to own a wine bar, he'd sell me at cost uh, three cases of rosé. And I would take pictures of it and post that stuff. And look at summer's begun. One of those popped up a couple days ago. And I was like, oh, yeah, mine are popping up like, (laughs) just like acne on Facebook. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, oh, there's that memory. There's the Unti Rosé day. Yeah, I'm real proud of me buying three cases. Look at me. I look at it now and I'm just like, oh, she's just crying for help and nobody can hear her. Nobody. Mm-hmm. Not even, I couldn't even hear me. You yeah. Know? So I don't have to do that. And I, I'm throwing a little party tonight for my son. Totally mellow, quiet party. Um, and... I haven't entertained that much, so we'll see. But the, my husband's in charge of if people are drinking. So, but it's not even really a big deal anymore. Like Mm-mm. at my house, I'm getting used. I'm getting used to it. Like nobody's getting crazy, and my husband is helping with that. Right. You know. So, yeah, no more fake holidays around booze for me. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> mm, the craziness. <laughs> yeah. Yay us. Mm-hmm. That sounds like a, yeah, I think it, we both sound pretty solid without, yeah. you know, just gloating. I feel, I feel solid. You sound pretty solid mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. I'm content with all the work we're doing too. So, you know, we talk to women in recovery every single day or text with women and communicate every single day. Every day. It's mm-hmm. like the first thing I do usually when I wake up mm-hmm. and doing this pod is helping too. So yeah, lots of things to support it. Um, our projects, our creative projects, but we can get to that. But yeah, I think, I think we are working a different kind of program, you know, Mm -hmm. in conjunction with, you know, the things that we know from, from AA. So I kind of like that. We're crafting this whole other thing of of supporting our sobriety. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Right. Should we move on? Okay. What's next? Right. Uh, creativity. Okay. Yeah. What are you, what are your thoughts on that right now? What are you working on? Well, you you... know, I, um, this past week has just, again, been, you know, survival mode. Honestly, not a lot of creativity, but prior to just this past week, so funny too, like, um, yesterday, Tuesday felt like Monday and yesterday felt like (laughs) Friday. It's like the shortest week in, (laughs) Mm -hmm. 
on, on the calendar. Um, but prior to this week, I um, was having a lot of really awesome, you know, creative epiphanies, actually. Just some daydreaming, really, which is, I think, you know, it's good for your business and it's good for your creativity if you can sit down and just you know, if you do that in meditation or if you, you know, just, you know, put your book down and, and let your mind think about, you know, what you really want. Like a question I like to ask myself is what do I want it to look like? What do I want this to look like? And, um, from that exercise, I've had a lot of really great ideas. I've thrown out a couple to you, but they, um, you know, they mostly have to do with, um, you know, branding kind of, uh, there's some photo projects I want to work on that will kind of reflect my whole, my whole brand. I hate that word so much. It just sounds so official, but it's true. I have one, I guess my style, you do my style. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I have a lot of ideas. I, was thinking about the workshops that you and I should do someday. Mm -hmm. And, um, I was thinking about some kind of doing some kind of mail out or something. I love, um, at the risk of copying and, you know, nothing would ever be a complete copy, but I love Amanda Grace's letter pod thing. I just love it's magic that. I love that idea about having some kind of subscription or mail out. It just seems so personal, just such a, such a personal way to share your creativity with people. Um, love that idea. Brainstormed on that idea a bit, you know, who knows if or when it will come to fruition, but, um, my head's been kind of exploding over those things. And, um, I, I, you know, when I first got sober, I had an opportunity to work with another photographer who wanted to start doing some beauty type beauty photography and it just didn't work out with this photographer. But, um, so the idea for my half of the idea kind of I just kind of put it in a drawer for later, which is good. The timing probably wasn't right anyway. I would think I was like three or four months sober. It was not a good time to jump into a business, a new business. Um, but um, I've pulled that back out recently, and it's something that I'm thinking about again. Um, and then incorporating, you know, sobriety into that. So how that would look, you know, I, I'm not positively sure, but it would have something to do with, um, you know, making women in recovery look and feel beautiful through photography. Mm, so I love that. Yeah. Seeing yourself, you know, how, cause once you start feeling good on the inside, right. And yes. you have, and then this outside shell of me, like I haven't paid that close attention to actually. Right. And you want it to match. Yeah. 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 I love that idea, Sandra. Yeah. So when are we going to be neighbors so we can just like have coffee and think of all these ideas and I know and make them happen and make them happen. <laughs> yep. Well, you're still going to make them happen. I just will have to fly in for them and do things like that. That's fine. 
Yeah. So anyway, that's, those are my, you know, and I mean, I, I always go out to my studio and fiddle, even if I have 30 minutes, but, um, you know, these are, these are the big things. Yeah. These are the dreams with a capital D. Um, so your name it journal, a lot of people have been chatting and saying Mm -hmm. like, they love the idea and the concept of the name it journal. I'm telling you. It's awesome. It's awesome. Uh Even if I don't have a physical journal, I like just naming it and, and, you know, putting it on the list of somewhere else. Like I don't have a specific journal for it, but I'm like, keep moving that way. Yeah. Can Uh, I just say that some of the things I put in my name it journal in January, I've already checked off, (gasps) like start a podcast. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Look at that. So. Yeah. Doesn't that feel good? Yeah, it does. <laughs> oh, I love it. Well, for me, uh, let's see. I, I'm i kind of in a creative chaos right now. I'm on a little bit in my mind. I, I have so many ideas like you. So you wake up, right? The other morning I woke up, had this idea, texted you, and like, let's, let's ask this person to be on the pod. Okay. And then like an hour later, I'm like, did I really just send that email? And then you texted me later and said, she said yes. And I was like, okay, I am really glad I just dared. That's my word for the year, dare. So I'm I'm glad I dared myself and just did it. Yeah. Without overthinking it. No. Right. Right. It's when you overthink it, you get in future shit. You kill it. You just might as well just pop the balloon. So that was super exciting to me this week that I went out on a little bit of a limb, was a little nervous went ahead and just did it. Cause the worst thing was no. And we're like, okay, well, all right. Um, so we are going to start interviews on the podcast and interviewing, um, sober creatives. Right. And that's kind yep. of what we're, we're going to start and see what happens with that. So hope, hopefully, um, that'll jazz it up for some of our listeners. It's not just going to be me giggling and, um, <laughs> although maybe it will, <laughs> there I go again. Um, so I was very happy this week to kind of put myself on the, on the, you know, just on the edge of something and go, yeah, I'm going to jump off and go ahead and just do that thing I just thought of. So that was good. And I am working really hard on this ray of light series that I do on my blog. Mm -hmm. And by really hard, I mean, I'm working on my procrastination skills really hard. Right. You're working really hard the night before. (laughs) I'm working really hard. I'm still going to be working on it when I get off of this and talking, uh, finish it up this morning. But I've not mastered. I, I was good for a week and then I fell back into my pattern. So I have all of these awesome women that I send interview questions to. They send them back to me. They send me a couple images that they think might work for my series. And then I embellish those images with either colored pencil, acrylic paints. Um, I try to do a couple in collage that didn't feel right. Uh, these, this whole practice for me is practice. It is to teach me about procrastination. It is to teach me about the creative process. It's to teach me that I can be accountable for something and post every week on my blog because I would put it off. I would procrastinate that and I'd post one every three months. So the fact that I have to do it every single month, I'm on number 22 right now. And I'm. it's hard right now mm-hmm. um, in terms of... <clears throat> getting ahead of it. And what I really want is to get ahead of it enough that it's just scheduled and posted and I don't have to stress about it. Right. So now that I feel like school is out, summer is here, I'm going to be able to tackle that series in a way, I hope, uh, because I love it. I love editing and formatting their interviews and reading this, th- reading their interviews like five, six, seven times. I'm, I love it. 
I love um, reading how everyone is recovering differently and recovering out loud and proud. And I, it's, it feeds me in my recovery. That's part of the program. If, if, you know, if we're talking about all these other things that we do for our sobriety, this is a huge one for me. And this month for June, I have, I was just going to share, I have some awesome ladies. I'm not going to tell you their names because you probably wouldn't know their names, but one is a burlesque dancer. One is a librarian. Mm. One is a lawyer. One is an esthetician and small business owner. And at the tail end, one is an author. So they're awesome ladies, um, great stories, all different as, you know, of course, like everyone's um, recovery is different. And so I'm very proud about that. And I'm going to have to work be. on my struggle, <laughs> work on my struggle a little bit. Well, you should be proud. It's uh, a great series. Yeah. I'm happy with it. So when, when I get to 26, when I get to the halfway point, I'm going to photograph all of the women and all of the pieces that I've made. And, um, I'm going to try to photograph them and do a nice job. I want to think of a future project for that, which I'm, I'm going to name that I want to put it in a book. I want to make a, even if it's self-published, I want to make a book of these women's faces and their stories. Love it. Yeah. So that's, that's one project, um, that I feel like summer will afford me the time to do that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then, and then I'll mail those pick, I'll mail the panels out. They're all in wood panels that I put them on. And I'll mail those out to the women who have so graciously shared their story with me and let me share that with my readers. So, oh, you're going to miss them on your wall in your studio. I am, but I'll have another 26 to fill up, um, the wall with for the last half of the year. Okay. So they've been keeping me company and I love them. I just love them so much. Yeah. They do keep me company in there. Uh, and one other creative thing, a couple, but. I wanted to try to create a marketplace on my blog like you have. You should. Yeah. And that freaks me out. I know. It's scary. <laughs> what did I tell you yesterday that takes you from being a hobbyist mm-hmm. to a working artist? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I've had several people contact me about, am I selling my work? Am I selling my work? And one nice lady, she was so cute. She was like, um, are you selling this paint, uh, painting from your art critique. And I said, well, which painting? And she sends it to me. And I said, Oh, I've had a few people ask me about that. Um, and she says, well, I want it bigger than that. Can you, can you, can I commission one from you to do it bigger than that? I said, it won't, you know, I'm a little nervous cause it's not going to be the same, right? No, that's okay. That's, that's how it works. <laughs> but me, I'm like, um, I go, and then I, I get a little overwhelmed, like feeling like, how would I ship that to you? <laughs> she writes me back and she goes, so here's the deal. You would just ship it at the UPS store. Yeah. You take and, it, they pack it up for you. And if you, and if you need me to go investigate that, I will, I'll find out the pricing and I'll tell you how to do it. And I just want one this size. And I was like, and it's bigger than I've ever painted anything. And so then I sat there with that. I thought I could say, no, I can't do that. Or I can give it a whirl. Well, saying no, would keep you in a nice, comfortable place. <laughs> yes. That's where you want to stay. Mm-hmm then you that's an option for you. Mm-hmm. Or you could just say yes. <laughs> Do it. Raise my hand and say yes, right? Yes. yes. Um, so that, but that started this other thing inside of me. I'm like, well, I'm not, I know how to get stuff done. I know how to ship things. I love to mail things. I'm like the queen mailer. I love it. Uh, that was just me being afraid to sell my painting. 
I know. But you you have to do the the first thing the first time. And once you do it once, it's all good. You're you then you're you're yeah. Those are just logistics. Yeah, so this summer, I think I'm going to, um, I bought a painting from this wonderful artist named Ashley Whiteside. And she had a, she had a, she shared on Instagram, she had a, like a pop-up shop at West Elm, I think. Hope I got that right. And she didn't sell anything. And she was disappointed. Uh. And it was so beautiful. Her work was so beautiful and so professional. Every, all the, you know, the signage and everything just looked gorgeous. So she started having an Instagram sale. And so I bought a Mm -hmm. painting, I bought a painting from her. Nice. And when I got it, it was almost like I was doing research. I'm like, okay, she did this size mailer. She wrapped it in this beautiful vellum paper and then she wrapped it in bubble wrap. So I just was taking notes on the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And I thought I could do this. Like what? Yes, you can do it. I just can do it on Instagram maybe and make it like a soft entry. I don't know. And then I just need to figure out my blog. I, I get overwhelmed with the technology. Mm-hmm. That's not my strong suit. I'll help you. <laughs> Add that to your list. <laughs> I'll help you. So, so what else? Um, what else? And then I, the last what, thing. What other excuse can you come up with? <laughs> you can't do this. All right, I get it. I got it. Point taken. Um, so I could talk about this section creativity for the whole show. I know you could too. Like, but um, I, I do want to say because I want to be accountable. I'm going to say it here. Um, on the, the day after I got out of school, I said, I kind of stated that I started writing my book and I'm putting that in air quotes right now. Uh, I started using the index card system that Ann Dowsett Johnston talked about at She Recovers and putting these milestone moments that keep popping up in my mind from my past. Mm-hmm. So I started writing a few. I bought a little bag to keep my index cards in, put a pen in there. I've been carrying it around with me. And when one pops up in my mind, I've been jotting it down. Nice. So hopefully we'll, one day there'll be something to put together, whether that's a book or whether that's just me as part of my program, stringing things together and seeing my life, then that'll, that'll be what it is. Yeah. So yeah, I think, I think that's it. I'm sure there's more, but that's it for now. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We both could go on. (laughs) Right. Okay. Well, next. Yeah. Uh, health should we talk about our health let's talk about how's your health tammy (laughs) my health is all right i was um i'm heading to the obgyn today which is always a treat right ladies it's always a treat uh i used to dread these appointments because i was hungover Mm -hmm. right usually hungover I have a thing about making appointments early in the morning so that I could be accountable, but I usually felt like hell. I felt like I had to keep a secret when I was there. Um, yeah, I just was not my best self when I was going. But I have some questions to ask today and getting older and going to be 47 this year. And I I, um, I feel like this is going to be a lot of oversharing here. My mother will be thrilled. So my mother is 66 years old and she still has her period. That's so crazy to me. Right. And, and she can't even figure out how to work her cell phone. So I know she's never listening to this, (laughs) by the way. (laughs) But, um, when I went to go see my OBGYN when I was drinking, right, he, I was going saying, I must be perimenopausal. I'm having night sweats. Um, 
things were mm-hmm. happening physically. This, this must be what it is. And he asked, you know, about my mother, what was her menopause? Like, what did you, how was her experience? Mm-hmm. Like, she still has a period. Yeah, that's crazy. And he was like, okay, so a lot of this is, um, genetic. And so I'm guessing that's not what's going on with you. And boy, was he right. <laughs> right. Well, we have similar doctor stories. I've yeah. A hundred times, but yeah, I was convinced I was perimenopausal three yeah. years ago and my doctor was like, yeah, I don't, I don't think that's what this is. Mm-hmm. How much do you drink? <laughs> right. Well, that same. So mine's same. And so going in there today, so that my doctor's left. He was the doctor that delivered Grady. Um, this will be the first time I'm going to see a new doctor, which actually feels kind of good, kind of new mm-hmm. going in today. Um, but getting older, and I'm not so worried about the, the perimenopause right now because of my mother. So if it is genetic, I, I don't feel like I have any of those things going on with me. But I am getting older. And for me, um, it's I know it's not my health, but just talking to this demographic of women in their forties, like I've decided I'm going to go gray. I'm going to grow out my hair and go gray. Well, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Um, but I was just laughing (laughs) because when I was, um, I don't know about any of you other ladies out there, but I got some awesome chin hairs, um, which, um, started happening in my forties. And the other day I went to go get them out and one was gray. And I was like, what? Oh my God. (laughs) What the heck is happening? You know, what's even more awesome is when you have a chin hair and a zit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, thank you. <laughs> so it's funny. It's like the things that you do as you get older, right? Is, and like I say, this is not necessarily, it's maybe my mental health that we're talking about here and just wrapping right. my head around getting older and how I see I myself. And I still feel like I'm 12 or 13 talking about certain things. And I just... But my body says I'm getting older and, um, yeah, I've gained weight. And, um, when I, when I got sober, I lost, I don't know, 16 pounds I trained. I was hiking and I climbed a couple of mountains and, um, recently I've gotten back to my weight that I was when I quit drinking. And so for me, that feels like, Ooh, that doesn't, this doesn't feel good. This doesn't feel where I want to be. So for my health, my doctor recommended at my last appointment in February, which is my regular doctor, that I remove animal products from my diet and that I need to exercise more. So I've not done either of those, by the way. Why? I don't know, because I like to resist everything that is might be good for me. So since I've been eyeing my rich roll. <laughs> oh, right. He does make veganism look really good, doesn't he? He makes it look really good. (laughs) (laughs) So I went on his website the other day and I was like, okay, open your mind, do some reading. Your doctor's been recommending, actually, she's recommended this every year that I go get the physical for the last three years. So while I did incorporate some hiking and to try to help things out, I have not changed my diet very much other than removing dairy. You did remove dairy though. Yeah. Yeah, and that helped my mm-hmm. and, and, and remove coffee from. My diet. Well, and the removing of uh, animal products could be a, a kind of an elimination test. I mean, you may uh, eliminate animal products, and six months from now, feel like no, I need 
I need some lean protein back or something, you know. I know that vegans argue the otherwise, but I think that it's real individual how your body responds. Yeah, and I have high cholesterol. And but it could, I have but high yeah, blood pressure. Could, it might work great wonders for you. Yeah, so I'm at least open to it, and him and his wife make it look very uh, appealing. Obviously, that's they do. part of the thing. It's it's that they look that's fantastic. their brand. Yeah, <laughs> that's their brand, and it also looks um, accessible and something I could just check out. So that's mm-hmm. that's a little bit on my list for my health that I really. Again, like when someone suggests maybe you shouldn't drink, I need to think about um, why I am resisting, you know, changing my diet and exercising. That is only going to serve me. So that I, it's only going to be good for me, it, it, even if in just the awareness. So if I figure out, no, I want to add back in those lean proteins. But I need to, I've been paying so much attention to my sobriety and my recovery and my mental well-being I need to take care of this bod. <laughs> you need to look a, look at your overall health. Sure. Yeah. yeah. And uh, summer's a good time to, you know, be able to put some energy towards making some changes, I yeah. think. Yeah. So that's me. What about you? Well, my health is my, oh, God, my period is just completely whack. I mean, I'm, I'm like, I'm there, you know? What do you I mean, mean? What do you mean? Uh, okay. So I, uh, didn't have a period for two months, the beginning of the year that culminated to the ER visit that I've talked about before. Right. And, um, and then almost the day after, and I don't know if it had something to do with all the poking and prodding I received in the ER, but the day after I started, you know, like if the water hose was just sort of on a trickle, Um, so it's been almost a month and the water hose has been on the trickle. Now the water main has broken as of yesterday. (laughs) I can tell you are such a writer. (laughs) (laughs) I can see an essay forming right now. (laughs) Are you workshopping this right now? (laughs) The water main has broken broken. Uh-huh. And um so it's just completely wacky. It is completely wacky. And what's messing with me mentally is that I want it to be everything. I do not want to be here. <laughs> mm-hmm. I want it to be back to some kind of normalcy. I don't want this. And yet I don't really have a choice over it, I don't think, you know. You are powerless. I mean, I am very powerless over yeah. this situation. And um, so, so yeah, so that's where I am. I had had a follow-up appointment with an OBGYN that was scheduled for about two weeks ago. And because my insurance has changed since the last time I had an OBGYN appointment, I couldn't keep this one with this particular doctor. Aww. And so... So then it was kind of thrown, the ball was kind of thrown back into my court. I have to go do a little bit of research to figure out which doctor falls under my plan. And, um, which, you know, is more paperwork than I like normally like to deal with. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I need to do it. But at the same time, you know, I've been consistently bleeding and I don't think, I mean, as far as I, um, remember, you know, you don't, I don't think that they like to give you a, an exam 
a pap, you know, a pap smear or an exam when you're, when you're actually yeah. menstruating. So anyway, um, I kind of keep thinking, well, I guess I have time to make that appointment because right now there's, I mean, yeah, it would be, it would be a, it would be a very, uh, messy appointment. I have not had a period, Sandra, in 14 years. Yeah. So, see, that blows my mind. Yeah. It's, um, I had really bad migraines and I had one on the fourth Friday of every month, like clockwork and they would last until Sunday. Ooh. So hormonally or whatever, having the, I have that Marina IUD, it, it is awesome not to have a period, but then I don't know what the mood swings. I don't know when mine are coming. So right now that might be what's going on. I don't have no idea. You kind of lose track of things. So, yeah, but I, yeah, I feel you. That is not fun. No, it's not. So, so yeah, so there's that. Um, I've mentioned uh, a conversation that I had uh, about almost four weeks ago with Jolene Park of Healthy Discoveries. And she gave me a world of information and that I haven't really followed through with anything at this point because um, some of that really like extreme hormonal feeling has gone away. But, you know, I think I need to, I need to follow through with some of her idea some of her suggestions because I feel like I need to be more proactive instead of working, you know, the other way from a deficit again. Mm -hmm. And when, once I get back to that point, because I will, I'm sure that I will. Um, I mean, she had some, progesterone and estrogen balancing herbs that she suggested like Vitex and Black Co host, yeah. I think is what it's called. And, you know, you can get those at a compounding pharmacy. Um, but one thing she did say was if you go the, and I wouldn't have never have known this unless she would have told me this, or I'm sure, you know, a pharmacist would probably give you the same advice. But if you're doing the balancing hormones, then you don't do the bio, bioidentical hormones at the same time. You need to, you need to choose. Okay. So if you're going to do progesterone cream, you don't, don't do the, the, the herbs. So you have to choose yeah, you and have to pick. Uh, you, you need to pick. And so, cause otherwise you'll just get, you'll be flooding your body with too much stuff. But before I even go do that, what I, what she suggested was that I get my progesterone, testosterone and estrogen levels measured. And like there's numbers assigned to each me measurement. And I wouldn't know what to do with that, but she offered, you know, some follow-up coaching, um, and she would help me go through those numbers too and see where the deficits were. And then, you know, and then, you know, I could come up with a plan of attack going forward. So anyway, that's where I am. I haven't done any of those things yet, but because of all the information is because of May, because really, of May. that's true. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's true. Now mm -hmm. I will actually have time to wrap my head around some of the stuff. Um, and again, because it hasn't felt as urgent as it did when I went to the emergency room yeah. because I don't feel so crazy, but it's coming back. I'm sure. <laughs> right. Well, I just even talking about this, like I said, we're women, I don't hear women talking about this and this is no. kind of the reason we, we said, well, let's, should we share this on the show? Yeah, let's share this because I, it, so even if mine is delayed, it's coming. 
And even if somebody's listening here that's in their 20s or 30s, it's coming for you too. So it's coming for you too. I'm sorry to break it, break this news to you, but you will age. Right. So to talk or hear about it. It's inevitable, or at least you hope that it's inevitable that you will get older. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So it's good to talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. And here, I'll add one more thing. This blew my mind. Um, what something that Jolene told me. So did you know that menopause technically is one day, one day? Yeah. Okay. So listen to this. So in order to be technically be in menopause, you have to have not had your period for 365 days. So you get through this 365 days, no period day 366. You're in menopause. Day 367, you're in postmenopause. <laughs> so, whoa. Yeah. So, like the five to 10 years of hell that you go through <laughs> before you reach day 366 uh-huh. is all very valid, but that's all perimenopause. So, Interesting. that's. To, you know, for me, that's why there's just so much mystery swirling around it. Yeah. Because menopause only lasts a day. It's the stuff leading up to it that's um, just, you know, it's so hard because your brain is saying, but wait, I don't, I, you're, you're kind of fighting. I don't want to feel this way. I, I want to be feel back. I want to feel the way I felt the last, you know, 45 years. I don't want to feel this. <laughs> I don't want and to be uncomfortable. I don't want, I don't to, be want uncomfortable. to be uncomfortable. I don't want my body to be doing these wacky things that it's doing. I don't want this. Too bad. <laughs> yeah. So too bad. It's just, yeah. Your body's like, sorry, it's happening. Well, I, I'm interested to hear through you, like what's going, what, what you go through, if you don't mind sharing some of it. Um, no, go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. I it's got okay. interrupted by my son. Oh, <laughs> so what, what did you just ask? First, me? first day of summer, right? Yeah. <laughs> sorry. This is how it's going to be. No, I just this. like this. You're doing, you're going through it and you're sharing it. If you don't mind sharing it, I think it's really helpful. No, I, I don't mind sharing it at all. As a matter of fact, I feel like this is some a new thing that I'm taking on that I should share about because I, you know, if I would want to hear these things, I am eager to hear these things from other women that are going through this as well. And, um, I know that not that many, not many women talk about it. Absolutely. They just don't. Absolutely. Well, even like you just asked me about health and I was like, Oh, I got some great hair. I don't want to talk about anything Mm -hmm. too deep. But I will say, and we can talk about this maybe at a future check-in because I'm not ready to talk about it fully right now, but since getting sober, my sex drive is zero. Yeah. And I haven't really wanted to talk about that, and I don't want to talk about too much because of my husband's privacy, but I will say I went to the She Recovers conference, and there, you know, in the safety of that forum, and I always feel like when I'm talking to other people who are sober, you know, I know they're not all anonymous, but I feel like my my words are going to be treated that way, that they're sacred and that they're not going to go telling everybody what I share. So I feel safe with sober women to share these truths. And two for sure told me they hadn't had sex in the first year of their um, sobriety. 
mm-hmm. and that there's that's sex- a real thing. Yeah. yeah. And I did not know that, you know, and there was a workshop at that, at the, with Jen Matessa, um, talking about sex and recovery. I did not go to that workshop because I was right. afraid again, fear of that workshop and hearing mm-hmm. all that stuff. But what I ended up having was my own private little workshop with these ladies mm-hmm. <laughs> and, um, we just talked openly and it was really great to hear that. I was like, that's why when I was talking to you, it's like, sh- what should we share on the show that, mm-hmm. that nobody else is talking about? Right. Um, and that, or that I'm not hearing, maybe other people are talking about this, but I'm not hearing it very much in recovery. These things mm-hmm. about um, women's health and about um, sex. And getting old and getting older. Getting yeah. Older. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping we can touch on that when we do these check-ins or, yeah. Maybe we'll have a guest on or something that can talk about that. But I, I'm very interested. I'm interested if our listeners are interested in that or if they want to add yeah. to that discussion on our secret Facebook page, if they want to start having conversations like that or sharing what's yes. going on. I'd be very interested and feel, um, you know, the safety of that private group like we talked about, that their stories will stay there and that we can help one another. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I agree. Let's open the conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're getting, we should wrap this okay, up with the last we should. one, right? So yeah. um, how's your family? How's your family life? How's your home life, family? It's good. Family's good. You know, we, you know, we had a middle school graduation. I mentioned that my kids have been mildly ill. They, I, we are a healthy family and I, not, there's not a day that goes by that I don't have gratitude for that. Um, but, you know, so when, uh, when kids are sick or moms and dads are sick, it's a little disruptive. And we've had just mild stuff, really. Some vomiting, some fevers. <laughs> <laughs> Not anything too wacky, though. Um, but still, it's, it's you know, it made the million days of May <laughs> just can ring true to its name. Um, yeah, when you texted yeah. me yesterday, I was like, that's what you get for getting through May. You got I know. <laughs> vomiting kids. <laughs> poor, poor Sandra. I know. I know. But, but here we are and it's June 2nd. And, um, so yeah, so I've really, I, we are ma- we're making plans for summer and it's very, it's very exciting. We're going to have some trips and there's going to be some theater and some art and, I'm, you know, super and lots of swimming in Texas. You have a lot. There's lots of swimming. Has to be, and, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, my my husband works in the summer, but he uh, will actually have three-day weekends this summer. Aww. And, yeah, yeah. So I envision us, you know, there's going to be lots of pool time, lots of lots of little trips, a couple of bigger trips planned and just, um, you know, lots of, lots of good family time. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, that's, you know, that's about it really. You know, with my husband, I always work on, well, since I got sober, I really work on expectations 
And I really have to work on that in the summer a lot because I am, you know, I run like camp mom camp Mm -hmm. (laughs) for my kids and I am, you know, the Julie, the cruise director, excuse me for their summertime fun. And, you know, it's, it's easy to get resentful because (laughs) I'm just like, like, there you go. You get to go to work. And, you know, I'm here being Julie, the cruise director, you know, it's easy to get resentful. Mm -hmm. So I really, really try to flip that script a little bit and, um, you know, just work on my expectations and the fact that I get to do these things. Yeah, that's true. So, yeah. So that's really it. Hmm. Good. Good. Yeah. I, um, Grady graduated this week as well and, uh, from eighth grade and I am a pretty emotional person. I cry a lot. I cry a lot in meetings when I share, I just get really, I well up, um, you know, that's just who I am. But when I went to Grady's graduation this week, I did not shed one tear. I felt completely sturdy. I felt um, very calm. My mother was here. My father-in-law flew in or drove in. And I was proud not only of my son, but I was proud of the work that I've done that I quit drinking when he was in middle school, when he was in sixth grade, that Mm -hmm. I removed that from the equation so that I could drive to the school dances so I could take him to tennis. So on Friday afternoons, he does a high school tennis team that he's part of now and they play that I'm not saying, no, we got to get home because I'm going to have my own party by myself on Friday nights and I don't want to drive. You can't go to that. None of that, that was all removed. That was, um, when I was glimpsing his accomplishments, which are all wonderful. This year has been really tough. He's, he's had a really hard eighth grade year um, the loss of my friend was not easy on our family. Mm-hmm. His grade suffered. Um, our family, you know, he does homework and takes him five or six hours every single night to do homework. I understand that that's some control that he was trying to exert over the situation. We withheld a cell phone. He got a cell phone on graduation night. He's 14. He's older. Most kids have those things. Um, there was constant battles. So it was a really tough year. And to get to that night, I felt like we weathered that as a family. And I mm-hmm. know for a fact that we weathered that as a family as well as we did because I quit drinking. Oh, for sure. So that night felt like a victory for me as well. Felt really good. And so I'm looking forward to summer. He's going away for a couple of weeks to Alaska alone, flying alone. I'm very excited for him. He's going to a fine arts camp. Um, I thought you would like this or your son, Max and, and Chloe would like this. Uh, he's taking a creating comedic characters class. And, oh, cool. And he thought it was drawing. <laughs> and I looked up the it's other not. day. It's like improv. <laughs> yes. That's awesome. So he got like this look on his face and he was like, uh, I said, uh, this cause he's kind of a shyer kid. And I said, this uh-huh. is going to be really good for you. So they don't have to do any final performance in front of everybody. It's all workshops. I said, you are going to have a blast. You are going to have a great time. Um, so he's going to do that. He's taking five different classes. He's taking Shakespeare and um, mural painting for the wall, for wall murals. And that sounds like a blast. I might go. 
Yeah, I wanted to go. Yeah, Sitka Fine Arts Camp, and it's yeah beautiful. And he's going to play the trumpet up there in one of the classes. So I'm excited for that, that he's going to go have his own experience, and that I actually get two weeks away from him. I think that's going to be a really – I needed it, actually, after this year has been tough battling with him on a lot of things and teenage stuff. So, yeah, so that's where I stand as, as a mom and kind of what's what's been going on with him. And then with my husband – I was going to share, he does mix and edit our show and do the sound, mm-hmm. sound I guess, um, in very yes. limited capacity. He's learning and trying to teach himself how to do it. Um, but he does that for us. And I felt- Yeah, these are things that this was not a learning curve that we wanted to drive drive around. Yeah, we'd still be talking on the phone about this podcast is what we'd yeah. be doing if it weren't for my husband saying, exactly. I'll try. Um, but when I came to Austin to talk with you, I kind of put him on the spot when you were in the room, like, could you do this for us? And he shared with me afterwards, like I did that a lot when I was drinking, I would put him on the spot. You made him uncomfortable. Yeah. Right. And one of our friends, when I was chatting with her about how that happened, she was like, yeah, he's kind of like has to perform basically. Right. Mm -hmm. You kind of put him on the spot. What is he going to say? Right. Um, so I, before we started the podcast, I talked to him and I said, Hey, I've just recognized through thinking about this and chatting with a few friends. Like I realized that I put you on the spot. Do you want to back out? And he was like, well, you did put me on the spot and you did that all the time when you were drinking. Mm. And I was like, how, how did I do that? He said, you would say, can you get me a glass of wine in front of a table full of people when we were at the bar? Can you go get me another glass of Pinot? He says, it I couldn't say no, or I could, but he didn't want to embarrass me. So he would go get another glass of wine knowing full well I'd already had three or four, but that was oh, yeah. not going to end well. Mm-hmm. Um, so he oh, said, I remember so many times I put Mark on the spot that right? way. Because yeah. mm-hmm. what are they going to say right then? Because if they say something, mm-hmm. we're already that much in, right? That much wine mm-hmm. in us, then we're going to either be flip or be a jerk or cause a fight or a scene or... So he would, he would do it and then he would usually leave. Somebody else was going to bring me home or, you know, he would mm-hmm. take you. He couldn't watch it anymore. No. It's like, all right, you're on your own. Yeah. So when I do these things now in sobriety and I am um, asking him to perform in the same way, he does have an option. He can, he can opt out, mm-hmm. but he's still conditioned a little bit like he's doing it from. So we ha- we've just had great conversations around this. And the fact that he said yes and that he's doing this for us. And it has brought us closer for him to understand how important my sobriety is to me, that this isn't just a little thing I'm trying out, trying on mm-hmm. for size, that I'm serious <laughs> about it. And that um, I think he's a little bit, I mean, I'm going to speak for him here, which he loves when I do that. I think he's a little <laughs> bit surprised like that people are listening to us talk about this. <laughs> he was like, if you gals could just shorten it up. I'm like, no, 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 no. No, you don't understand. I think we're okay with our, anyhow, he is just, um, it has brought us closer. We have things to talk about now that we didn't before. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's just brought us closer. So I really appreciate that this little endeavor that we have here has helped our relationship in a way, um, that has showed him creatively. I'm serious and about my recovery. I'm serious. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. All righty. Well, we've gone on and on, haven't we? We're just uh, speaking of length here. (laughs) Yeah, he's really going to be wincing at this one. (laughs) 
<laughs> you know, he listens to the beginning and he listens to the end. So let's end it real nice for him. Let's end it. Real- <laughs> um, I know we've talked about so many things, but um, are you ready to share our three little yeah. tools in our yeah. unruffled toolbox? Mine are quick. And- Mine too. Yeah, mine are quick. So I I can't remember if I mentioned it at the top of the of the recording, but I kind of had a bit of a panic attack yesterday, right before I was about to go pick up my daughter from school. Like I was forgetting something, and I started frantically digging through lists. And I have I have planners that are piled up on my desk. From I saw the picture two years back. I know it's weird. <laughs> I saw your picture, and I was like, Oh my gosh, yes, she does need to consolidate that. Yeah. Yeah. So I got, I sat down with my planners and my sticky notes and I made like a summer master list last night and it felt Aww. so good. It felt so good. I mean, some things are just like, they're probably not going to get marked off the list, but whatevs. Um, it felt good to just consolidate all those ideas. And I'm, you know, this summer I'm coming up on three years as well. And so I don't know. It just felt really good to like, these are things I still, you know, want to work on. Some of them are, you know, they're like, you know, I want to, I want to buy more house plants, you know, things like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Some of them are just like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I want to make new curtains for my front room and, you know, but then some of them are, are a little, a little more out there. Um, but anyway, it felt you, good. You got felt good out, to do that. out of your head and I got it the out of my head because I was having, mm-hmm. I was having a slight anxiety attack over it. So anyway, good. that was my first one. Yeah. Um, so mine, I think they're going to be pretty quick because I think I'm going to say one thing and it's really my three things. So mine will go fast. Okay. Um, my three favorite things, I, I, I just made a summer reading list of some teachers that I need to learn from or that I want to learn from. I don't need to. I want to. So the three things are just three books. So I'm just going to kind of knock them out here, and then I'll let you finish up with yours. Finish my other two. Okay. Yeah, so my summer reading list that is that will help me with, I know, my um, sobriety, but also I think um, creatively I like to read good writers, and so that can help me write. So that's kind of I felt like this was twofold. But I want to read The Universe Has Your Back by Gabby Bernstein. I just downloaded it on Kindle for like 99 cents. I don't like to read books on the Kindle. Um, but I'm but gonna, it was 99 cents. It was 99 cents, and I'm going to give it a try. <laughs> yeah. And there then I ordered and received What is the Bible by Rob Bell. Oh, yeah. And I want to read that. It just, I'm opening my mind. And he, I like how he, I like listening to him now. I feel like he's a great teacher. I unabashedly. Yeah. Yeah. I've already gone on and on. Go ahead. So, yeah. So that's it. The, what is the Bible has a beautiful cover, great font, great book jacket design, which I love. And if you had told me a few years ago, I was going to be buying and reading a book called what is the Bible? I would have laughed and (laughs) super judgy. And my husband saw it on my nightstand. He's like, so what's that? And, uh, I was like, um, oh, it's a book. When I'm done, I'm going to let you read it. <laughs> my, my resident atheist. And he was like, um, we'll see about that. Uh, but I think I think he would like Rob Bell, actually. Yeah. And the last book that's going to be on my little self-assigned list is um, When Things Fall Apart by Pima Chodron. Okay. And people have been recommending this book. I own it. It's sitting on my shelf. It's waiting for me. Yeah, I, I own she's it great, as well. I know she's a great teacher. I just have not been able to dive in before. So I'm going to take it kind of like a little self-imposed assignment because I seem to respond well when I give myself those assignments and kind of just do it like a student and 
take what I can from it. And, and I'll read other things this summer, but those are the three that I would really like to be focused on and try to read um, and get something out of and maybe share here on the pod. So nice. those are my three things today. You have a okay. couple more. What's your two? Yeah, okay. Two. My next one is just a new drink that I found called Buy Bubbles. Have you tried these? B A I Buy Bubbles. I've seen it. No, no, no. So I've seen the I've seen the Buy products for a while and they sort of just looked like a healthier Gatorade to me. But these are bubbles in a little can. There's only 5 calories per 1 gram of sugar, no artificial sweeteners. I'm reading off the website. But they have uh good flavors like black cherry, black uh, blackberry lime, hmm. Indonesia apple pear. I mean, the flavors are really good. And I picked up some last night at the store because they were on sale and they are delicious. They're hmm. delicious. These might be my summer drinks. And <clears throat> I even mixed, I drink half of it straight and then mixed with just some plain bubbly water to kind of tone down the flavor a little bit. And that, that, that was good as well. So anyway, nice. a drink, a new beverage for us. Yeah. I see the lounging. <laughs> yeah. This is a pool beverage if there ever was one or a beach beverage. Um, and then my last one is just simple staying in gratitude. Mm. Um, you know, I haven't, I mean, I've gotten so, you know, underwater, I haven't even been super, um, uh, consistent with the gratitude list, but my mind has been there and I've stayed, I've just tried to stay in gratitude. For instance, same with me when I was sitting at my son's graduation from middle school, I just kept thinking, I have been sober through his entire three years of middle school Mm. and, um, just, you know, left me sitting there just full of gratitude you know, my, my kids have been sick this week, but they haven't been super sick and they're rarely sick. And, you know, I got to go buy my teacher's presents and cards yesterday to let them know how much appreciated them this year, which is something I couldn't pull off, you know, four years ago. I couldn't, I couldn't pull it off. So, um, so just so all of those little things, I've just really, even though, the days of May were in the millions. <laughs> yeah. I have really tried to stay in gratitude. Yeah, it's helpful. I love it. That is a great practice every day. Yeah. Every so day. that's it. That is it. Oh, that was a lot of us. Look at us. A lot of us. So the day after this airs, I'm not getting ahead of myself. You know, I'm not supposed to do that, but you're going to hit your three years. Wait, July? No, not until July. What? I know. July 13th. Sandra, mm-hmm. I got to change that on my calendar then. Okay. Now I have an actual, I have what they call in the room is the belly button. My belly button birthday yes. <laughs> is my 48th birthday is on the 4th, which as we're recording this, that is this Sunday. But my uh, sobriety birthday is July 13th. Okay. I misspoke. Sorry. I just changed it on my calendar. You were, I was gearing all up for your three year. Okay. But I have, a little bit of time. I have future tripped it a little bit, so maybe that's why you're confused. I've done the thing you're not supposed to do. Right. And... Okay, I'm going to take this. Can we rewind this? We can edit this out, right? <laughs> oh, it's okay. okay. I've, I've messed up. I messed up dates in the first five minutes, so. 
Okay. Well, I am I'm very happy to chat with you today. I'm in a much better mood than I was when I woke up. Good. Yeah. You, you seem to do that for me. Well, same. <laughs> All right. Go enjoy the first day of summer with your kids. Okay. We'll All right. chat with you later, friend. Okay. <laughs> Bye. Bye. The Unruffled Podcast was created and produced by Sandra Primo and Tammy Salas. Our show is edited and mixed by Steve Hecht. Original music composed and performed by NMMD. Original artwork created by Tammy with the help of graphic designer Chris Aguirre. Thanks for listening.